0: going to be presenting today briefly is uh, uh one of my favorite kinds namely a be loving imaginer he also happens to be germany's greatest poet ever and his name is Johann wolfgang von goethe g-o-e-t-h-e we have a goethe street or is it Go- goethe street goethe street uh in uh, binghamton new york uh in honor of him uh and uh, uh What should I say about that? Uh, Goethe uh, is Germany's greatest poet. He wrote Faust, Germany's greatest poem. It took him 60 years to complete. Uh, He was at one point uh, stuck with a writing block in the middle of Faust part two, and uh, something helped uh, save him from that. And it was coming upon a new spiritual guide, a uh, life Bible writer like himself, uh, only one who had uh, lived 500 years earlier. This is a poet of the 1300s and Goethe is writing in the uh, 1800s. So yes, uh, well, about six more sounds like more like about uh, 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 No, that's not right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, more like about um, 600 years. Anyway um, What happened was that in 1815 uh, uh, there appeared on, this, uh, on the uh, a European stage uh, a new wo- work, newly published um, by the medieval poet uh, Muhammad Shemzidin Hafiz. And uh, Hafiz rit- collected works called divan, just means an assembly. You know, a divan is nowadays a sofa, but originally it meant the council that would sit on the sofa, and it meant even more than that, any sort of assemblage or assembly or gathering or collection. It can mean an anthology. So the uh, anthology by Hafez that appeared in 1815 was the very first uh, translation of this book into any European language, and the language chosen was German. The translator was Joseph von Hammer. Uh, In English, it looks like Joseph von Hammer. Uh, He is a genius of a metrist and musician, and uh, it made an impression on Goethe. So this divan or collection was answered by Goethe, since this uh, Persian poet uh, from the Middle Ages became Goethe's new mentor, it was answered, Um, A few years later in 1819 when Goethe wrote, which I have translated, the uh, West East Divan subtitled The Poems with Notes and Essays. He wrote 180 pages of notes and essays on Arabian and Persian cultural history from the point of view of the development of poetry, which I translated for the very first time ever into English, uh, in Goethe's intercultural dialogues. And you see on the cover, we have Goethe here, and we have Hafiz down here. Goethe actually called Hafiz his twin brother. Since they're five, six hundred years apart, it's a bit tricky for them to be twins. But in the spiritual world, we do not measure time in the customary material way so this is the wonderful partnership that arose uh let's start with the first it's not this first one actually the first one is a four-liner with an odd sort of reference that takes too long to explain the second poem uh hegira a reference to a journey of uh Prophet Muhammad from Mecca to Medina, giving it cultural context immediately, very clearly, uh, is the real introduction to the book. So I'll read it right now. North and south and west, they shake. Thrones are cracking. Empires quake, I explain uh, right now, that this the Napoleonic Wars are underway, and right now Napoleon is the strongest man in the world, inasmuch as he has conquered most of the European continent. To the east, pure, to the purer east, then fly patriarchal air to try. I apologize for that; I didn't choose that word. Loving, drinking songs among Hezr's will, will make you young. That's a famous uh, um, uh, Islamic spring of miracles. Loving. Drinking songs. So he's going to learn from Hafiz how to be a poet of a special kind, the kind he needs, the kind that will break the writing block, and loving and drinking. This suggests a very relaxed attitude toward life. It suggests enjoying yourself, and that's uh, what made this book really quite surprising. It surprises readers even today uh, just how um, uh, popularly uh, attuned it is. There... In what is pure and right, generations I, with might, urge to depth of origin, where they from the Lord would win earthly-worded heaven lore. They will rack their brains no more. Mine with shepherd lives will mesh at oases that refresh, when with caravans I wander, coffee, shawls, and musk up yonder. Every path I'll travel down from the desert. To the town. As we ride the rocky way, solace in your song will stay, Hafiz, when the leader will high on muleback music thrill, lend that stars might wake in light while the robbers quake in fright. I'll in baths and taverns too, holy Hafiz, think of you if my lovely lift her veil, fragrant hair shake, amber pale, poets, wh- lyric. Whispered loves, heat with sweet, the houri doves. Huris are supernatural uh, females in metaphorical representations of Islamic heaven. If you envy him this joy, or would spoil it for the boy, know that poet words await by the paradisal gate. Softly knocking, they will sway, asking for eternal day. It's almost as if he were saying to his critics, I'm sorry that you swore at me. I'll write you up immortally. So now in the the, uh, latter part of the book, since of course, as a beloved imaginer, I love my mentors and my guides, my comrades, my friends, my collaborators uh, and um, spiritual pioneers. I have written this book, like almost all my other books, as an interview. Every time Goethe writes a poem, I write a reply. And this time I have tried perfectly to duplicate his um, meter that he just taught me. Heavy learning work I've done. Many days a race have run. Chasing footnotes in the dust. Goethe, what a wanderlust animates an aging frame. Loud resound your maelstrom name. (coughs) Writing is an Eden wine when in rhythm and in rhyme I felicitate a fest, zithering your life with zest. Trokeys lighten any load when we quickly hit the road. I my work intent upon, labored wakeful till the dawn. Hoorys henna-fingered rise, dark and soft their widened eyes, shining with a sky light that my lines I may indict. Lightly lifted veils of mist by the whisper winds are kissed, then ascend into the sky where the higher fountains lie while the righteous in the shade spend the hour with houri maid. Green around the dewy lawn that I duly walk upon, green the prophet's holy hue offering an Eden view, jeweled in departing night as the shore of Jordan bright. Michael, ever nourishing, all things living on his wing, bears a deep smaragdine field formed of gems that mercy wield. He's been grave, though verdant raid, since the day that hell was made. On the sabbath of the world, when the dervishes have whirled, mad the plants that dance around, newly sprouted from the ground, with Burak will you arise, beauty, lightning this? of flattery there. I picture Goethe rising up uh, as uh, Prophet Muhammad had done uh, astride a uh, supernatural rather horse-like creature of pure white whose name is Lightning uh, um, and which will bear him on his tour of the planets. So I have mentor, I have two mentors, Goethe and Hafiz. I copy Hafiz too. Um, I have actually translated a whole book of Hafiz It's called Poems of Wine and Tavern Romance, A Dialogue with the Persian Poet Hafiz. And there's, of course, a wine bottle. Wine and tavern romance are the main concerns of Poet Hafiz, as we'll discover. Now let's try poem 26 in the book, which is called Unbounded. What's unbounded? Unbounded are the horizons that... uh, Hafiz opens up to us. That you can make no ending makes you great. That you have no beginning is your fate. Your song turns round a star vault heaven frame, beginning, ending, evermore the same. And the clear import of the middle part is present at the end as at the start. That's all rather abstract, let me explain what he's saying. What he's saying is that he likes the particular form and plans to use it. The form that Hafiz uses um, uh, inveterately, uses consistently in his poetry, which is that of what's called in English Ghazal, or in Persian it sounds more like Ghazal, so I'm told. Um, uh, It relates to gazelle in its delicacy and beauty, or for that matter, Giselle, if you want a, a woman's name based on the same thing. Hmm. So in uh, what's special about that is that uh every it, there it's made out of couplets and usually all the couplets rhyme on the same syllable sometimes the same phrase so that uh, the when you start with a rhyme you end with it and it's all through the middle too. Of course, phrasing it more vaguely like this suggests uh, an encompassing vision that unifies everything it contemplates. And of course, that's also quite nice to have. Of joys, you are the truest poet spring that wave on wave, unnumbered up, will fling. Let's ever ready for a kiss from ardent breast to him that flows. Throat eager for the drinker bliss, a kind outpouring heart that glows. So poetry? Love and drink. Lips ever ready for a kiss. Throat eager for a drinker bliss. Should the whole world to ruin sink. Half is with you. With you alone I'd vie. Desire and painful moan. We'll share them both. We twins have grown. That's pretty astonishing really. In every way. To be like you. In love. In drink. My pride. My life in this be shown, let it be shown. My song, your fire's unique to you. You have united old and new. He just congratulated himself in the last two-liner there for writing such a super poem. You know what that is? It's still another tribute to Hafiz because Hafiz does that all the time. So, unbounded. All right, so wine and love. Let's try wine first and then we'll do love. Uh, Uh, this book has 12 parts to it, and one of them is called Book of the Cupbearer. Ah, oh, yes, this starts by uh, uh, giving the impression that we're going to have a theological uh, discussion. The question has been raised is it true to say that the Quran pre existed the creation of the world, that it is eternal? Some theologians in Islam have maintained that. Other people have uh, uh, vigorously denied it. Uh, This is the kind of discussion a theologian may have. And so Goethe treats us to his version. Is the Quran from eternity? That I will not ask. Might the Quran created be? No answer. A thankless task. That it the book of books need be. My Muslim faith made clear to me. Now, now I'll stop right there because that's quite interesting. Goethe is not a Muslim believer. He's like me, an imagining beloved. On the other hand, he did make some wonderful comments about Islam. In a note prefatory to the book, he says, rumors have been spread about that the author of this book is himself a Muslim. He doesn't want to deny it. And then he also wrote this wonderful poem, one of my all-time favorites. It's an explanation of what Islam means. It means, in Arabic, surrender, bowing down. In Islam, of course, that is bowing down and surrendering oneself to God. So, here's the poem. It's very short, but it's uh, quite memorable. I find it folly and quite odd that stubborn folks seek to deny. If Islam means we all serve God... We all in Islam live and die. Nice to keep in mind. In some of uh, it, it's it's a good uh, balance to some of the the more um, uh, playfully skeptical things he writes. Okay, that it, the book of books need be, but my Muslim faith made clear to me that wine is from eternity. This I question not that it might a pre-angel creation be, may also well be taught. The drinker, whatever the case may be, looks God in the face, the freer he. Now, once he's got going on this, he doesn't like to stop. Evidently, Goethe is rather fond of wine. Drunk is what all of us ought to be. Youth's being drunk without wine, you see. If age can drink itself back to youth, that's wonder virtue too, in truth. Dear life brings worry all the time. A worry-breaker is the vine. In another mood, he writes this. All are right. No more investigation. The rule about wine is renunciation. And yet, if you still would drunken be, make it of highest quality. To drink bad wine is heresy made twice as bad, it seems to me. Now, maybe I should pause for a minute and try to explain just, Quite briefly, why it is that we're talking about wine when we are also talking about Islam? Because there seems to be a clear prohibition in the Quran uh, against the drinking of wine. And the answer to that question is there are different interpretations uh, in different countries. Also, the text itself contains some comments that suggest the text of the Holy Scripture, the Quran, that suggest that wine drinking is all right if done in moderation. Uh, so you have some uh, comments of uh, uh, of God speaking through Muhammad, which are more stringent in prohibiting wine and others which will tolerate it within limits and then the question is which which do we go with and that is another question for theologians to deal with. The fact is that they have dealt with it and that there's been a whole lot of controversy on the topic throughout Islamic history, and Goethe researched that before he did his uh, his skeptical treatments, his ironic sometimes and humorous treatments, because he feels a certain lightheartedness is in order when we have, in fact, uh, something that has been treated quite freely and uh, with a lot of imaginative ingenuity by in, in history by Islamic poets. We have also to imagine the differences in Islam in different topographies. Settings. In Arabia and Persia, and uh, and let's say Egypt, it's easier to forbid the raising of grapes because uh, the the place is rich in desert acreage. But what about Persia? Persia happens to have no shortage of rich, loamy soil, absolutely ideal for vineyards. And so that's um, still another reason. So wine is uh, not only tolerated in Persian Islam, which is uh, the culture of Hafiz, it is it is um, uh, made into a symbol of ardor, of fervor, of excitement, which, which characterizes love also. And it is rarely separable in Persian Sufi poetry from the idea of love for a person, which it in turn is very difficult to distinguish from love for God who made that person. Okay, maybe another short one, they're, they're a lot of fun. So long as you're sober, there's no delight. Becoming more mellow, you know what's right. But then there's the question of extra drink. I'm curious, Hafiz, what you might think. A middling opinion I'm thinking of. If you're no drinker, you shouldn't love. But drinking isn't enough, I think. If you're no lover, you shouldn't drink. <laughs> well, now let's try this one. This is a dialogue between the poet and the tavern waiter or cup bearer. Cup boy, come, another cup. You've already drunken up. They'll insult you when you're drunk. Have you ever seen me sunk? Look, come, I bandit, Darling, no one's listening. Let me tell. I won't pester you with questions. When you speak, I listen well. Here, let Muslims, all the rest, be soberly prostrated. He, in zeal, the holiest, alone intoxicated. You get it? The the thesis is that Muhammad forbade wine, forbade the drinking of wine, because uh, he wanted to be the only one that was drunk. Now that's a risky kind of a poem to write because it's not. Uh, there are plenty of uh, uh, um, Muslims who will think it uh, not not quite so reverent as it ought to be. And then, in, in addition to that, it seems to be a, uh, a homoerotic love poem, and uh, that would tie in with what he learned from Hafiz. Uh, it's time maybe to read a poem by Hafiz. Shall I do that? I've translated. Plenty of them, 103, and of course, in my um, beloved imaginary way, uh, they're interviews. So every time Hafiz writes a poem, I write a reply. Here we go. This is only half a page. It sums up a whole lot about Hafiz. I, if the youth from Shiraz took my heart in his hand, for his beauty mark would bestow Samarkand and Bukhara, Taverner, hand me the wine, for in heaven you'd vainly be seeking Roknabad's flowery bank, or Mosella's. Woe for the rogues with enticing black eyes, and with gestures endearing, Rob all restraint from the heart, as the Turks do. Love, when ungratified, doesn't require all the beauty my friend has. Faces alluring will need no adornment. Say, stay with the poet, the goblet and seek not the things that are hidden. No one has found them and no one will find them. Joseph's in ravishing beauty explains the enchantment of loving. Love rent asunder the veil of zuraika Heed my advice, be aware that a youth of a high noble breeding treasures the reverend words of an elder. I'll, ill have you spoken? Forgiven. "'Tis fitting the ill had been spoken. Bitter goes well with your lips and their sweetness. Hafiz, you've lined up your melody, gems there, the beads on a necklace, pleiad-like, worth a bistruel in heaven. Haven't I told you, in Hafiz, you've got to end with a delightful, flowery compliment to yourself? It keeps you going, particularly in those times, troublesome times, uh, worried about and, and sadly lamented by Hafiz, when with regime change, the the wine police are remustered as they had often been before. When that happens, all the taverns close, and it's not good for Hafiz, who likes to show up at 11 o'clock in the morning. If they don't open promptly, he bangs on the door and says, and what good is a tavern if it's closed? Well, we've done with, dealt a bit with wine. How about love? This is one of my favorite Goethe love poems. Goethe is famous all over the world for being a marvelous love poet and doubly famous because uh, uh, many of the greatest composers, Schumann, Schubert, just to name uh, two out of, the, uh, uh, out, of, out of the top ten, out of the hundreds that have done it, have set uh, Goethe's beautiful love poems to music. This one particularly appeals to me, and it's called, It is Good. That's quoting from God, or or paraphrasing, because in the Genesis it repeatedly says, And God created his works on a certain day, and and he looked at them and said, Behold, it is good. One moonlit night in paradise, Jehovah found in slumber deep Adam. Behold, he gently lies with Eve, who'd also fallen asleep. There in the limits earth affords the best inventions of the Lord's. Good, he proclaimed with praise-filled heart and would not readily depart. Goethe wrote that with three exclamation points. No wonder then we are entranced when freshly eye and eyes enhanced. Our souls seem to have gone so far to be with him whose thought we are and if he call us that's our task but only both at once i ask within my arms you softly rest of all the thoughts of god the best well Let's try something a little milder. Goethe writes this book when he is in his 60s. I'm in my 70s. I can relate. And sometimes he takes the view of an older person uh, to love, and then he begins rather calmly to contemplate the fact that uh, he is not now what he once was. However, compensation is at hand because what you can do, you can empathize with the young folks and enter into their adventures insofar as humanly possible and that he resolves to do in the spirit um, of Hafiz to whom he does not fail to pay tribute. So listen. This is called Past in Present. Lily, Rose, Rose, Bedewed by dawn, in the garden blue nearby, Friendly, wooded, farther on, Boldly climb the cliffs on high, And with rounding forest nigh, And with nightly castle crown, Summit arc will guide the eye To the valley looking down. Green aroma, memory, When we suffered so from love, springs upon my psaltery with the morning rays strove. In other words, it's a competition between the sunlight and his music playing on a folk harp, which can be more creative. Und da duftet's wie vor Alters, da wir noch von Liebe litten. Und die Seiten meines Psalters mit dem Morgenstrahl sich stritten. I couldn't pass that up. German is such a gorgeous language. <laughs> with the morning sun rays strove, when the hunter songs, undwindling, full in rounded tone, were heeded, sound refreshing and enkindling, as the heart deeps wanted, needed. So the woods forever grow. Raise your spirit then with this what rejoiced you long ago, now enjoy in others' bliss. No one then will us reprove that we care for self alone. Now wherever life will move, blending in the merry tone. And our, by our singing, borne away, we're with Hafiz, genial boy. The perfection of the day with enjoyers will enjoy. If Hafiz is there, you know there'll be an enjoyer present at the festivity. I think maybe one concluding poem about uh, love, and this is most people's favorite. It might be the greatest one he ever wrote. This one embodies a principle incorporated from the practice of Hafiz and all the Sufi poets, and that is to make no distinction. This is a methodological principle almost, it seems to me, it is so pervasive. No distinction between the person you're in love with and the God that created that person. Because isn't it through that wonderful person that you come to know how wonderful God can be? In the poem, it is good, right? Uh, the, we're talking about the best inventions of the Lords and the of all the thoughts of God, the best. That's the lady friend, isn't it? So similarly here. Now, uh, the, the precise parallel that's drawn Is that if God has, as indeed He does, 99 names in the Quran, and if we learn about God from the lady friend, doesn't she deserve at least 99 names? How about 999 names? This poem is called, it doesn't have a title, I'll just start it. You in a thousand forms yourself may hide, yet all beloved, I acknowledge you. Covered with magic veil, you may abide, all present one yet I acknowledge you. In young, pure striving of the cypress trees, all beauteous grown. straight I acknowledge you. When the pure channel waters flow with ease, then all alluring, I acknowledge you. You notice, this is the all-in-one start. Uh, uh, You you start with... uh, Hide, no, no, you in a thousand forms. You know, it's all about telling about you, but then you end every quatrain with, I, yet I acknowledge you. That's exactly the Ghazal style of repetition in, in each um, stanza unit, uh, which we learned from Hafiz. In young, pure striving, yes, I read that. When climbing high the water jet outspreads, all playful, gladly I acknowledge you. When clouds reshaping raise their heaven heads, all manifold, there I acknowledge you. On veil beflowered with meadow tapestry, all color starry, I acknowledge you. When myriad grasping ivy arms I see, O oh, all surrounding, I acknowledge you. When morning kindles on the hills and downs, all clear, serene, I greetings send. To you, and when above the heaven softly rounds, all heart expanding, I am breathing you. What I with outer sense and inner know, you all instructive, I but know through you. And when through Allah's hundred names I go, from every one, an echo name for you you.